Hi, this is F. Khan, and welcome back to another edition of the Rugby Rabbi podcast. Well, Pesach is over. I know it's been over for more than a week now, but for me, it's really only coming to an end now because our children are heading back uh, to Yeshiva, and uh, next week uh, we'll be back to a regular schedule. And I'm just reflecting on this wonderful last couple of weeks with our family and what I'm taking out of it as we go into the spring, into the summer with the trees starting to uh, grow their leaves uh, out on the streets, bring some green into our lives as we get out some more and the weather improves, we get to see each other. And as we free ourselves from a year of being really confined, and this Pesach, which celebrates our freedom, not just from Egypt, but from being in a slave mentality, certainly was more meaningful this year than in many years previously, because we've now really been confined for a whole year and for the first time we are starting to get out more Uh, in fact um, I have tried over the last couple of weeks not to even bring up in any of conversations the pandemic and I found that it has lifted my mood and I've enjoyed my conversations and it feels like I'm in a new place in a new space, and it feels good. So I wanted to share just one or two things with you as we do head into this next phase of the year, which is a very, very important part of the Jewish calendar. Uh, Really, the Jewish calendar is absolutely fascinating. Uh, But particularly this time of the year, we just came out of Pesach. Pesach celebrates us becoming uh, a Jewish people in body. And we now spend the next seven weeks getting ready for uh, Shavuot, which is when we became a Jewish people in spirit, in soul, when we received the Torah at Mount Sinai 3,333 years ago. And there's a preparation that needs to take place in order to receive that Torah. Because we don't believe that our holidays that we celebrate are just memorials and historical recountings of things that happened many years ago that would not make it very relevant to our lives today. Instead, we believe there's a spiritual energy in the world that comes about at each specific point in the year. And right now, we are in this period of time between uh, freedom from a slave mentality, from being bound up, to getting to a point where we bind ourselves and commit ourselves to living a life of Torah. And uh, it happens to be that there are 49 days between Pesach and Shavuot, or the first days of 
Pesach and the days of Shavuot. And there's a mitzvah, there's a commandment in the Torah to count those days. And we don't count down, we count up. So uh, today, uh, Sunday was the 14th day, the end of the second week. And we'll be counting for the next five weeks. We know that it's exactly five weeks now until Shavuot. And we count up because it's almost like climbing that mountain, that Mount Sinai, where we're looking forward to that burst of inspiration and energy that we can tap into again. And there are a number of systems, a number of programs that people follow to prepare for that big day. Um, so one of them is based on the idea that there are seven spherot. This is a Kabbalistic idea. Spherot means spheres, circles, um, and there are different, uh, there are seven different, seven main different spheres. And so each week is one different sphera. And each week is broken up into seven days. So each week has got one element of the other six, um, including its own. So just as an example, we just finished the week of what's called Gevura, which means strength. And the final week is the week of Malchut, which means kingship. So today was the final day in the week of Gevura of Strength, which was the uh, day of Malchut, of kingship of strength. And so the Kabbalists discuss what that exactly means. And I'm very fortunate that um, I belong to a synagogue called Kalcha Cinema, where Ephraim Twersky sends out a WhatsApp message every day and an email where he makes it relevant to our daily lives, what exactly these Kabbalistic ideas mean. So Gvura really means being disciplined, restraining yourself. And uh, he explained today that Malchut Shabbat uh, sometimes takes uh, more than just restraint. Sometimes we have to be a little bit hard on ourselves when we've fallen in some aspect of our lives and we want to improve. Sometimes we have to be a little bit hard on ourselves, not hard on other people. We should be hard on ourselves, but not all the time. Maybe just see the areas that we need to work on and that have been a block for us for such a long time. Maybe we need, need, we need that. But the point being that every single day, there's a different aspect, a different uh, character trait to work on. And when you do that for seven weeks, then you're ready to accept the Torah uh, you know, the Torah is compared to water. And uh, just like water, when it gets put onto a field of thorns, will just make the thorns grow. But if you pull out the thorns, you pull out the weeds, and you put grass down, uh, then you water the, the ground and it will turn into a beautiful field or a beautiful garden, beautiful lawn. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to... Now that we've been freed and we're able to reach our potential, we spend seven weeks working on ourselves and uh, pulling out those weeds, pulling out those thorns. And then when we receive the Torah, we can now take that 
refreshing wisdom of the Torah and make our lives even greater than they are. Um, now, we just finished, uh, meaning my organization, JET, we finished a program down at the University of Illinois called Clean, <coughs> Clean Speech Illinois, which was a 30-day program that students ran. They made videos. We gave them a script, how to improve the way we communicate with each other. And uh, although 30 days is not a lifetime, but if you can do something for 30 days, then it can become a habit and it can improve the way you communicate with people. And so similarly, when you work on yourself every day for 49 days, that can make a lasting impact. Uh, I want to read something to you from a book that I've been learning with uh, a friend of mine uh, called Living, Live the Blessing, Daily Wisdom, How to Live in Peace. And I'll just read one paragraph just to give you some idea that Judaism is much, much more than just celebrating holidays, celebrating Shabbat, eating food, uh, getting together with family, remembering things that happened thousands of years ago. It's really all about working on ourselves and becoming not just good people, uh, but great people. So this is uh, from the book Living in Peace. Or live the blessing. Conversation is the compound that either binds people together or propels them in opposite directions. It often flows out of our mouths without much forethought, and that's especially true when we're emotionally charged. A small disagreement can turn into a hurtful duel that leaves both parties wounded. This is why the art of communication is so vital to master. Knowing how to listen to others and how to shine some positive light onto difficult relationships are skills we can learn, and they are skills that can make peace. Often we don't even realize that we have developed communication habits that are failing us. We think we're praising when we're patronizing. We think we're listening when we're trying to show our genius at solving the other person's problems. But with awareness and practice, we can avoid these mistakes. We can communicate the care and respect we truly feel and nurture relationships that are peaceful and calm. That's just a beautiful idea. You read that a couple of times, you read uh, a page of this a day, it's going to make an impact on you even if it's just a few minutes a day because as you become more aware of the words that you use and you try and become a little more positive and you surround yourself with people that are working on themselves and trying to become more positive, and that's going to make a positive impact in your life. Uh, even this week's Torah portion, uh, which uh, is called Tazria and has a lot of discussion about a spiritual de disease called Tzaras, was a disease that affected a person's body and a person's clothes, a person's house, when they slipped up or sinned in an area where it was interpersonal, for example, speaking Lashon Hara, speaking badly about other people. So uh, imagine living in a world where when you spoke in a way that embarrassed or hurt someone or harmed someone, 
when you gossiped or embarrassed someone, imagine if you woke up the next morning and there was a big yellow spot on the front of your house. And if you continued, then you'd go to work one day and suddenly find that your suit's got a big, you know, black stain on it. And then if it, you continued, then you'd start getting spots on your on your body. Well, that's what it was like um, the time when the Torah was given. And there was obviously a, a very stark reminder and and punishment uh, to correct one's ways. And, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world today where too many people and and, and our culture makes fun of this and thinks it's perfectly <laughs> okay to speak this way. But although the weather is becoming nice and we're starting to get out and we're going to start speaking more and more to people, this is really a time in the Jewish calendar to work on ourselves. And so I want to encourage all of you to find some system, some way where you can tap into this great Jewish wisdom. You can go onto different Jewish websites, for example, on h.com. There's a famous series by Rav Noah Weinberg called 48 Ways of Wisdom, based on a Mishnah, a teaching in uh, Pirke Avot, or Ethics of the Fathers. And you can learn one way a day. You can find lessons on online. <laughs> you can go to classes. And... I look forward over the next couple of weeks sharing some more ideas as we come closer to Shavuot and then we'll talk a little bit more about what it really means to accept the Torah. So thank you for your time. Thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time.